and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. Revelation 12, 7 and 8. Amen. Praise the Lord. Welcome to our first broadcast of the Spiritual Matters. Amen. Yes, welcome. Welcome. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. Praise the Lord. Thank you to our live audience. Yes, 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 indeed. Yes, indeed. The, The reason why we call this the Spiritual Matters is because... The Spiritual Matters. Because the Spiritual Matters. And this is a, a... a subject that's taboo, you know, in Christendom. But the bottom line is, it's everything about our life, our walk, our relationship with Christ is spiritual. And, you know, it's it's, it's one of those things where we uh, avoid that which we don't understand or that which we fear. But God said, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. So my wife and I, we're going to be sharing a whole lot of things with you and with each of these Godcasts, we don't call it a podcast, we call it a G-O-D cast, a Godcast. We're broadcasting God and, um, you know, so we just ask that you just, you know, if you have any questions or comments, and I know this is not live, we're recording, but you can leave it in the chat and uh, we'll answer those questions to, the, to our best ability um, the following week. So we'll be doing this every Friday. We welcome you to join us. You're going to learn a whole lot. It's going to truly be a blessing to you. And it's going to equip you and further strengthen you in the things of God. And and how to really walk in and do spiritual warfare. And how to understand what you see, what's happening in the world. And and how it ties into the word of God in these end times. So uh, buck your seatbelt. We're ready to go. Ready to go. So for this first broadcast, what we're going to do is just a. We're going to give you guys an introductory, introductory type of thing to for of ourselves. We're going to introduce ourselves, and we're going to tell you about ourselves. Then we're going to show you some things that's foundational to this particular uh, uh, word for this particular. I guess you could say uh, doctrine, but even though it's more than a doctrine, to this particular revelation. That's better um, explanation for it. So my name is Apostle Ron Ruel Brown, and um, this is my beautiful wife. Hi, I'm Apostle Tina. Amen. It's Apostle Tina, and then we are the uh, overseers and founders of Global City of Refuge, located here in Norcross, Georgia, on Jimmy Carter Boulevard. And uh, if you ever like to reach out to us or send an email for prayer requests, you can send that email to info at globalcore.org, okay? And we look forward to hearing from you. But without further ado, let's uh, let's do this. Let's get into this. We're excited. This is the first broadcast, and uh, so we're really looking forward to... uh, you know, sharing some things, even from our own lives that will shed light, you know, upon many people and give understanding of things that you may be going through or experience, or you may know someone who's going through certain things and experiencing it. And, you know, some people are afraid to talk about these things. 
But these things is like natural to us now. It's, we just see so much and deal with so much. And uh, we've come across so many different people that are, are dealing with these issues. So the Lord put it in our heart to make this a podcast so they can reach everyone around the globe. Because everyone, believe it or not, there's so many people that are suffering and going through the same things and afraid to talk about it. Or there are people that will look at them as if they're crazy. Or there are people that won't believe them or too scared to even deal with it. So, but we're here, and I know there's many like us, but we're here. We sit in our slot. We sit in our place in the kingdom. And, and we're here to give you that wisdom and understanding and that you may be empowered to do the will of God. Amen. 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 Well, um, I'm going to start off first with my story. Uh, then my wife, Will, she has, she has a very in-depth story. And uh, I believe it's this really going to be um, eye-opening for many people. So I'm going to just start off with myself. I When I was just a young child, um, I, I, I went through so much poverty, then uh, living in homeless shelters, and uh, house got firebombed, I'm not going to say by who. And and we end up going from shelter to shelter to shelter till we end up uh, moving into the projects in Philadelphia. Um, but while well before my uh, the, our house was firebombed, I had a um, I just had several different encounters. One of which was very terrifying. It was tormenting. There was times I would wake up in the middle of the night screaming, crying, hollering for my mother because I would wake up with something riding on my back, choking me, um, you know, holding me around my neck. And right, it literally felt like someone was riding on my back. And uh, I would just run around the house screaming and crying, terrified. And uh, another incident, when I was uh, a child in the same house, I heard some noise in the middle of the night and I woke up. And at the foot of the bed was a somebody standing there in a blue glow. And um, again, I was terrified. I put my head under the cover shaking and uh, tried to go back to sleep, tried to ignore it. And, um, you know, so so that happened, and that happened a few times. And sometimes I would close my eyes, get ready to go to bed, and uh, I would see faces with my eyes closed. I would see grotesque faces. So... Um, and then as I grew up, I grew up without my father there. I was, um, you know, walking in and experiencing rejection, abandonment, depression, and all these other things. And uh, it was it was a uh, it was a it was a hard time as a young person. And and as I look today, and as my wife and I, as we 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 uh, counsel people, and you know, really pray with people people to help them we see the same pattern today because the devil doesn't try anything new yeah. he doesn't do anything he's not a creator <laughs> he's creative what's already here but he does the same thing over and over again because he's successful at it and uh so when uh just just growing up and just being the eyeball and but i always loved god i always loved the lord and i remember there were times around Christmas or whatever. It was supposed to have been his birthday. So I'll yell out the window, scream as loud as I can, happy birthday, Jesus, I love you. And I'm possibly around 
six, seven, eight, nine years old. I, I did it almost every year because I really did love the Lord, even though I didn't know him. But I know that um, that he was with me and he loved me. My grandfather used to sit me on his lap um, when I was a child playing the piano and talking to me about Jesus. So I knew I believed in Jesus. I believed he was real and I knew that he loved me. And I had somewhat of a love relationship with him as a child. But of course, as I grew up, as I, you know, I started walking just as, as everyone else did, you know, straight away from the Lord. And uh, so, and growing up, I was maybe 15 going on 16, I believe, my mother passed and she had uh, cancer. I remember one night going into her room and sitting on the bench next to her bed and I just cried and cried. A beautiful woman. She was a beautiful young lady. She passed at 36 years old. She was a beautiful young, I mean, just so vibrant. And um, and I saw her really diminished into a skeletal frame. And and uh, so I would sit next to her a bit, sit on a bench next to her bed and just cry. And one day she woke up and she said, Ron, why are you crying for me? And I said, why do you mean I'm crying? I'm dying. I'm never going to see you again. And, you know, just the yada, yada, yada. I was just really going off. And then she said, well, don't worry for me because when I die, um, somebody's going to be there for you. And my father was never there, so I kind of got an attitude with her. Who's going to be there for me? Nobody was ever there for me but you. So when, if you die, I'm going to die. I want to die too because I'm not going to have anybody, even though I had my siblings. Um so she said to me, Ryan, somebody's going to be there for you when I die. And uh, she told me, she said, and every night angels come to sing to me. Every night angels come in the room and sing to me. And and I did believe her. I mean, that's, nobody's going to lie about that on their deathbed. So, um, but I knew that she gave her life to the Lord. She had people come to the house and pray with her and all that good stuff. And so when she did die, my world was totally rocked. I was really, um, I just, my, my my life just plunged into darkness because uh, I, I was so angry at God. And I said, Lord, how could you possibly take my mom? She was a good mom. She would give people food out of our refrigerator. And, and these are the things that I remember about her. And, I, and I, one particular family across the street, like I said, we lived in a project. So you know how there are roles and some of who, People who from the hood, they know what I mean. There are rows and poles on that you can sit on and, and all that stuff. So the family directly across the street from me, the mother never took care of her kids. And, and my mom, she was feeding them. So I so I, I really got so upset with God that I used language that I would never use again in talking to God. And uh, I was just saying, Lord, I said, if, if you're such a good God, then why would you kill my mom? And let this lady live. You should have killed her instead of my mom. And I was really so distraught. I was angry. I was bitter. I was enraged. And this is my first encounter that I know of with the Lord. The Lord literally came in my room. The Lord came in my room. And I felt love and peace. This was about almost 40 years ago. And when, <clears throat> when I talk about it, 
I still get choked up like it was yesterday. That's how vivid the memory is. So he came into my room and I felt love and peace. That's unimaginable. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. But when he came into my room, All I, all I remember is just feeling this love, just all just, just embraced by this love. And I just felt so much peace in my heart and in my mind. I just felt so much peace. And I just, I just laid down and I was out. I don't know how long I would sleep, but I was out because I hadn't really slept in days. So I woke up and I wondered if it was real, wondered if it was a dream. But I knew I wasn't asleep when that happened. So uh, we went to the funeral, my mother's home going. And I'm gonna tell you, it was, uh, it, was, it was women that hated my mother. They were fall in front of the casket crying, saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I was so mean to you, and blah, blah, blah. Because she, she, was, she was a pretty decent person. And so got get home after the home going and just really, I think maybe a, a couple days later or so, I, I would I would really just sleep in her bed because I missed her so much. My mother was my world. And I missed her so much. And I would just be in the bed and her bed crying, 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 crying. And then one night, my mother's bedroom door opened by itself and closed. And then the Lord sat on the bed right next to me. Jesus is real. And he loves us so much. And even in the roughest, toughest, the worst times of our lives, he's right there. He's right there. He even said, blessed are those that mourn, for they should be comforted. So I truly, truly experienced that. And not too far, maybe maybe a year or two after that is when I really committed my life to Jesus. So I'm going to stop my story there and I'm going to let my wife kind of share her walk and her, her life with you. And then we're going to, uh, you know, really go into some things. Because these are the things that we've experienced. This is not what we read in a book. This is not what people told us. This is what we experienced. And... Um, so we just we want you to just really uh, sit back and receive what you can receive, and you may re may be able to relate to it. You may someone know someone that could relate to it, but we would ask you to share this because our goal in doing this is reaching the globe for Jesus and equipping and preparing the saints for what's to come. Amen. Amen. That's so true. And I know for me and my walk with the Lord, um, well, before I even get to that, um, for me as a child, uh, I was born in Jamaica. So my family, we had an understanding of the spirit realm. I wasn't foreign to us. Um, unlike a lot of people in the United States, it's kind of like so foreign it's so far off it's like they have no idea what you're talking about but when you're talking about like these um 
these islands and Africa in particular, they know. They, they, they understand the things of the spirit. So for me as a child, I had uh, – I knew very limited amount about the supernatural realm, but I was exposed to it. Um, myself, I am a seer. So basically what that is is uh, the Lord has given me the gift of discerning uh, – the gift of discerning of spirits. And as a prophet, growing up early in the Lord, he called me as a prophet, as a seer prophet. And so even before I fully gave my life to him, I was operating in that gift of discerning of spirits. Didn't know it, like I said, but was able to see these demonic spirits, able to see familiar spirits. And at the time, I didn't know before, you know, I met um, my husband. He wasn't my husband at the time. But uh, before I met you, um, I had no idea. I just, I my only frame of reference was my family, which was still limited. I was a kid, so they weren't going to divulge, you know, very much to me. But the only other thing I could reference was movies. So, um, you know, you see scary movies and they have ghosts and whatnot and look like people. And that's basically how I saw these these familiar spirits came as people. And it scared me. It, it terrified me. And it was not something that I was just embracing. Um, that was the wisdom of the Lord and his grace that I was like, I don't want anything to do with you. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not asking you why you're here. I would just ignore it. Um, so like I said, growing up, I had some interaction. I had some, uh, or I should say, um, experience with supernatural beings. Um, exposure. Exposure, yeah. But I did not interact with them because I was terrified. So it wasn't until I gave my life to the Lord um, that uh, the Lord through you began to give me that revelation as to what it was that I was actually seeing. And so, um, yeah, so he's basically just been walking me through that process of revealing things. Uh, we're talking about um, the gift of discerning of spirits, and that's being able to discern whether a spirit is an angel or is an evil spirit or fallen angel or what. And that's only through the Holy Spirit. Right. It's not that fault-finding stuff where people point the finger. Hey, something ain't right with them. Yeah. No, it's, it's not that. That's the cues of the brethren right there. Right. And uh, through this gift, um, it's, it's, an, it's also a way for the Lord to talk to me. Um, like you grew up as a prophet. Well, he spoke to you audibly to me. He would give me dreams and visions. And in these visions, I would literally see in other dimensions, like literally just like how I'm looking at you, interacting with you. I'm able to see into multiple dimensions because this, this natural is one dimension, um, so that and we'll share a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so that was a gift that he had given me. But if you don't know what it is, you uh, a lot of people would think that they're crazy. 
Like, what am I seeing? Like this, and then you have so many people who are ignorant to this. So then to them, it's like, well, you've got to be crazy because I don't see this stuff. Right, and it's like, you know, the enemy's way of shutting down the seers and God's prophets, you know, they call them schizophrenic and all that to really dope them up, put them on medicine, put them away. So that's one less person he has to worry about. Because if you can see, like like my wife can, then you can you see what the enemy's up to. Then you can rebuke it and bind it and cast it out and cast it down in Jesus' name. Yeah. You know, some people hear it. Yeah. You know, so it's just a matter of, you know, whatever foothold or stronghold the enemy has in that person's life, cast those familiar spirits out. And then that, then that person submitting fully to God the Holy Spirit will take them and empower them and their gifts to to do the will of the Father. Right. And I just, I just wanted to say, because I know there's some people who don't believe that apostles and prophets are for today, but we have to go back to the word where it says, why did he uh, create anything? And we see in his goodness, he created, he created the land, he created the sun, the moon, and every time he created something new, he said it was good. And if you're, if you know the Lord, and just going to what the root of that word is, it literally means, is it useful? I, he, he, he's basically saying, I created the sun to produce light for the earth, right? Right. So are you doing what I created you to do? Yes. Then you're useful. You're good. So when you're coming back to the prophets and apostles and prophets, well, that doesn't make sense for him to say, well, I only need them for a certain time because guess what? The reason for the apostles and prophets, along with all of the other gifts, is to edify and build and admonish and, you know, help the body of Christ to grow. Mm -hmm. So is that done are we done? Is right. it like, it, are, you know, is the body of Christ built up to the point where we're good? No. no to, to the contrary, the body of Christ has been built, beat down and demolished for the most part. Yeah. So looking at it, and that's something that the Lord was showing me the other day. Is that no, it, it, which I mean. Of course, we're walking as apostles and we, we train up apostles and prophets. So we understand that it, this is still very real and, and it, he's still uh, raising up disciples after after Jesus, right. how he walked in this earth. So I just wanted to say that. Amen. Amen. So uh, when my wife, when she initially gave her life to the Lord, uh, she was kind of, uh, I guess, a little apprehensive about asking me some questions. So she 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 came to me and was like, "Hey, hypothetically, if I had a friend that saw a ghost, what would you say?" Yeah, that was my way. Cause I'm telling you, every time I would bring it up with friends, uh, you know, associates, they would freak out and they would look at me crazy. So. That's I began to change the way I would deliver it then. Like, it's not me. Right. <laughs> but hypothetically, if this person. So that's, yeah, that's what I would do. Because I was kind of gauging, gauging the water, so to speak, <laughs> to see what you would say. So what happened after that? 
What do you mean? After you told me your friend saw. Oh, you said you. I mean, you knew exactly what it was. You you said it was a familiar spirit, and yeah. so at that point, I was like, oh, okay. Well, he knows something. Seemed like he knows something at least. That's I mean, that's the first time I've had anybody be like, oh yeah, this is what it is, because every time before it, they were terrified right. to even even hear. <laughs> Right. hear of anything like that right and we will we'll get more into this story at a, at another time but it, it goes very 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 deep and uh the the problem and the issue is you cannot deal with the spiritual being in a natural soulish way medication doesn't help it just it just really um it it, it you when you medicate a person you really dull them and, and you take away who they are you know I know that I, myself, even before I met my wife, would minister to people who had certain issues. And a, and a psychiatrist would say, why are you coming to me, paying me all that money? He helping you. Because all with, with certain things, they deal with the fruit of things, but not the root of things. And, um, and, and it's unfortunate even in you know, the church at large that people don't deal with these things just because you ignore something invisible doesn't mean it won't affect you and it's not a going and it doesn't affect you yeah that's so, true yeah so we have to understand that the things that we don't see is more important than things that we do see you know if um let's just say somebody was after you and i came up to you and say hey so-and-so is after you who no I don't, I don't think that's true but if i know that's a fact and i'm telling you no he's after you and you don't believe me then you make yourself an easy prey there's no defense. You're not even looking out, not like watching your back, not even positioning yourself in a way where it, it, things won't sneak up on you. And so what we what we do, and, and this what this uh, God cast is about, the spiritual matters, to let you know that the spiritual matters. It really does. And and we want people to be equipped with, with the illumination of light, the light of the knowledge of the glorious gospel of Jesus, because we just can't, you see, Paul said, I didn't, I, I didn't shun to give you the full counsel of God. So when we don't deal with these things, we're not giving people full counsel. We're just giving them what we're comfortable with. But we must give people the fullness of this gospel. And if you look at what Jesus did in the four, in the four gospels, most of which was Jesus operating in the supernatural, dealing with things that were not seen. So this is, uh, we, we pray that this broadcast and this, this God cast would really be a blessing to you and open the eyes of many people understanding and wake people up. You know, the Bible tells us, awake thou that sleep and the Lord will give you light. Or the Lord will give you revelation. He will give you understanding. So uh, we're going to go into some things tonight in this introductory cat uh, broadcast just to kind of give you just a little bit of the things that we're going to talk about. And we later on, we'll go into a lot of depth in, in, in these, in these things. And, you know, and we pray that it really enriches you. It really enriches you and empowers you to no longer be subject to the enemy. So you don't have to deal any longer with the things that the world is bound to. You're free in the name of Jesus, the power 
of the blood of Jesus is greater than any, even those who made covenants with Satan, even those who took blood oaths, even those who have sacrificed things and people to Satan, and you feel like you can't get out. The sacrifice of the Lamb, the blood of Jesus, is more powerful than any other covenant that you can make. He can break any other covenant with whomever, including Satan and these little G.O.D. gods. They have no power. And my wife and I will get into some stories that um, about this about this very thing, but uh, let's let's look at some scripture. Let's go over to Hebrews chapter number eleven. Chapter number eleven, Hebrews eleven. Let's read at verse three. And it says, "Through faith we understand." See, there's a lot of scientists in the world. There's a lot of people, a lot of atheists. There's a lot of uh, logical people in the world that um, don't understand this. They don't understand this. And I'm going to tell you, you'll never get the understanding by reading books. The Bible tells us that God is far beyond finding out. He surpasses our knowledge and understanding. So the only way you can really get this intel from the Holy Spirit is by faith. And what does that look like? Lord, okay, I don't understand what's going on. But will you reveal this to me? See, when it comes to these spiritual matters, it comes from the revelation of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth who leads and guides us into all truth. So it says, through faith we understand that the worlds, worlds, which is plural, worlds, were formed by the word of God. The word means rhema, the living, the spoken word. So God spoke in the world's plural were framed. It was put together. We'll go into that a little deeper in a second. So that the things that which the things which uh, are seen were not made of things that do appear. So that things that we see was not made or constructed by what we see. Yeah. And it says here, that um let's see yeah so it doesn't so what that means is there is an invisible realm there are worlds that we don't see that were worlds it deals with um uh, uh aeon or aeon it means forever it means an unbroken age it means a uh, uh perpetuity of time it means eternity it means forever and ever so the worlds even dealing with the invisible realms they are eternal they are forever the things that we see are temporal the bible says but what we don't see are eternal so we can't ignore what we don't see mm-hmm. you remember the story of, of uh, elisha his servant came out in the morning and saw that the house that they were in was surrounded by the army. And uh, he came to Elisha and said, Elisha, we're going to die. And Elisha said, what are you saying? He said, come and look. And Elisha went out there and saw that they were surrounded by this particular army. And um, he uh, prayed, for the, prayed for his servant. He said, Father, he said, Lord, open up his eyes that they might see. And when the Lord opened up his servant's eyes, he saw angels and chariots of fire surrounding the army. So our ignorance of the spiritual realm can make us think that we had a disadvantage or a deficit. But the Bible tells us that they're more with us than against us. Yeah, that's right. So 
let's stop hiding from the things that we don't see because it's directly affecting our lives. Because the things that are formed, the things that we see are not made of what do appear. So we may look at certain situations and cities and families, and then we might look at a community or a neighborhood and say, they, them drug dealers, they just no good. And, and, and you just nothing you can do to get rid of them. But that situation in that neighborhood or in that family or in that husband or in those children, whatever's going on, it's, it's, the, it's being manifest from something that's unseen, something that you can't see. And that's what the devil wants. He wants us ignorant of things that we can't see, you know. And so when we, when we look at this, we see that through faith we understand that the world, the dimension, that, that the word world is dealing with dimensions. There are dimensions. And we're going to talk about that more clearly in a minute. So the worlds were framed. Now, when we talk about framed, this is a word that you use for building a house. So to give you a practical example, let's think about a house being built and how before the house is built, it's already in existence in the mind of the architect. This house is real. The only thing to it now is to bring it into the natural realm by using natural things. So they get the lumber, they get the cement, they get the nails, they get everything they need to build this house. And when they, in the construction of this house, this house is framed. It's framed intelligently. It didn't just come into being, it was framed intelligently. I never saw a uh, cardboard box, you know, um, you know, through evolution, become a mansion. It's framed intelligently. So when you look at the house and how it's framed, you see the the spaces, you see the uh, you see the doorways, and you know, and, and and you you look at the time frame from the beginning of the breaking of the ground to putting the last light bulb. That's how the realm of the spirit is. The realm of the spirit is it's it's uh it works like this. It's time, it's space, and it's then it becomes matter. Matter is what's tangible. It's time, space, and matter. So before the house is constructed, there was a time of conception in the mind. There's a conception, there's a there's an idea. There's a thought. Then there is a making and a drawing out of a plan of how to build this house and how to put it together efficiently. Then after that, then there is a, uh, there is space. You, you, you find the place, there's a space for it. And as you putting, as you begin to get the matter, the wood, the, uh, you know, two by fours and everything else, you begin to put it together. So by faith, we understand that by God's word, God's word is the tool. God's word is the instrument. God's word is the power. God's word is the manifestation. God's word, the, in, like in John chapter 1, it said in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. 
So we see that the worlds were framed according to Colossians chapter 1, and we'll see that, that the worlds were framed by Jesus. So um, now if you have any questions or comments, please feel free, put, them in the, put it in the chat. And like I said, we'll field questions uh, on, the, on the next show. Your questions this week, we'll field them on the next show. We'll answer them as many as we can. So uh, when you're looking at the world, we're looking at dimensions. There are lower dimensions and there are higher dimensions. And um, anything you want to tell you about the dimensions before we go further? Um, yeah. Uh, one of the classes that we teach, uh, that is basically the basics of what we teach Um you know, we all understand that we are physical beings, right? Um, we have a physical body, right. but we are made up of three parts, body, soul, and spirit. So if you really get down to the root of that, we are literally three-dimensional beings. And um, I think a, we tend to not think about that or it's not... You know, it's not in the forefront. Right. And we tend to, even though we're not supposed to as believers, live a life uh, according to our flesh. Mm -hmm. um, but often, more times than not, there is a negating of the spirit and the soul. Right. And maybe once in a while, uh, we'll, we'll um, you know, what is it, uh, kind of acknowledge you know, that, okay, we are spirit. Let me connect to God through that. But um, not understanding that all day, every day, we are we are body, soul, and spirit. Right. So whether you're in a church building or if you're at home, guess what? Your spirit, your soul, it's going to pick up on things where it resides, so our natural body resides in this natural realm, which is one dimension. Well, the other two are residing in two other dimensions. And that was something that, you know, for quite some time, you know, I just, I didn't understand. I was like, Lord, I don't get it. You know, we give our life to the Lord and the Holy Spirit um, is now inside of us. He lives in us. He's in our being. So how is it that uh, I got saved and then years later, you're casting demons out of me? How is it that I have the Holy Spirit, but yet there are demons that are being cast out of me? And that was something that I was like, Lord, you got to give me wisdom. You got to give me revelation as to what this is. And he showed me because we are three-dimensional beings. So like I said, you have the body that's in this dimension. You have the soul, which is in another dimension. And that is the realm as w where these evil spirits attach to us in that soul dimension that dimension right. where our soul resides so our spirit is in a totally different dimension right. and that is why the holy spirit can inhabit and can renew our spirit but yet our soul is still being tormented our you know you have believers who are saved but yet they're still depressed they're still oppressed they're still whatever it's because the soul 
has not been renewed. The soul has not been um, separated from these evil spirits that have attached to it. Right. The word of God tells us that um, it, it, Paul wrote that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, able to cut asunder soul and spirit. And so that soul is the person, the spirit is an entity that connects itself to the soul to make it seem like it's one with it. Yeah. But the word of God is that it's alive and it's so sharp, even to the piercing asunder. It goes between your soul and that spirit and separates it. And that's what we call deliverance or casting out demons. Right. Right. So that was just to give an example, uh, to give you know, better understanding of how we are just as beings. So, you know, we can, that's how we can be here physically, but be seated in heavenly places. Well, my spirit is seated in heavenly places, but my soul is still in another dimension. Right. Uh, so, and that's, that's what, where you have like the witches and warlocks that will then uh, travel you know, through that dimension astral with, projection. right, through astral uh, projection. Um, so, yeah. And and we've had so many, so many experiences, even casting spirits out of pastors and prophets, people who love God, because there were so many things in their soul, hurts and pains and disappointments that the, that was an open door for the enemy to afflict their soul. So the way that things really work is, see, we have a spirit, man that connects us with spirit spirit connects with spirit so our spirit even connects with the spirit of god or another spirit but soul is given to us to connect with people for us to connect with each other for us to commune and and talk and understand and love one another embrace one another or just depending on the relationship you might hate one all that is in the soul yeah that's the personality right where the character comes into play and so that's why you can have someone who's saved but have a really stank attitude or whatnot because the character has not been renewed mm-hmm. um, in that that in the soul. Right. Because it's it's pairing itself with an evil spirit. It's being influenced by an evil spirit. And right. so that's where that tendency or that characteristic comes from. It's not coming from Christ. Right. Right. Think about it like this. Like we have our spirit man is what we connect is what connects with the Holy Spirit. When we come to here in fellowship, we're we're connected by the unity of the spirit, but in fellowship and relationship, our souls connect. You know. But our bodies connect us to the world. Our bodies connect us to the tangible realm, the natural realm. So let's look at let's look at the the uh the temple of God in the Old Testament. Let's, when, and, uh, when Solomon built the Old Testament, the, the, the uh, temple of God, I believe that's in Second Chronicles 15. I believe it's around there. And um, so the Bible says that the glory came down and filled the temple. Now, if we think about that versus, uh, let's just say, the, the tabernacle and the temple on a, on a regular basis, God dwells in the most holy place, the holies of holies. Then you have the outer court. I mean, you have the inner court. Then you have the outer court. 
So the, even the temple is made, our body is made like the temple. The temple is made like our body. That's why the Bible says we are the temple of God. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. But the problem is that God wants to fill the temple, not just in a holy place, that place that only he can dwell. He, God wants to dwell and, 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 and embrace our soul, and he wants our body to be filled. Just like uh, with the tabernacle and the temple, you know, the priests could go into the holies of holies. He's the only one to go into the holies of holies. And that's where the presence of God was. You have people on the inner court that couldn't go there because there was a veil. Then you have people on the outer court that even couldn't even come in the inner court. So the outer courts would be our flesh. It would be our body. The inner courts would be our soul. But our spirit man is the holy of holies. So God wants to wants his presence to come from our secret place, the holies of holies. And then he wants to fill our whole temple with his presence. He wants the, his glory to come down upon the temple and fill the temple. So that even if you look at that uh, Bible, even if you look at that scripture, that um, it says that the people saw the glory come from heaven upon the temple. And they fell down to begin on the pavement to begin to worship the Lord. And that's what God wants. God wants people to see his glory fill our temple so that they would see these lights that shine, that men might see these, these, these our good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. So the temple is associated with our natural being. Amen. 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 So now when you're looking at when you're looking at the spirit realm and the dimensions, like I said, it operates in three ways. Horizontal is time. Horizontal is time. When you look at creation, we're looking at time. So when God framed the worlds, we're looking at horizontally. There's time. When we look at space, then you're looking vertically. Because and we'll get into some scriptures there. We're looking vertically, but when we're looking at the um, the matter, it's physical. So we have horizontal, vertical, and physical. The matter is this arm I can touch, this microphone I can touch. So we're looking at time, space, and matter. Of, of time, we look at uh, let's look at Isaiah, Isaiah forty six ten. It says that God is declaring the, God said, I am the Lord declaring the end from the beginning. And from the ancient times, the things which are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do my pleasure. So that scripture is showing us the time. God knows the ending from the beginning. We're dealing with time from the ancient times or the times at the beginning of things. He tells them things that will happen at the end. And he said his counsel is going to stand. Don't worry, saints. God created time to be glorified. You may be going through a bad time right now. You might be a sinner. You might not know Jesus and things is going bad for you right now. But God created time for us, because you're watching this and listening, this, could it be perhaps? What do you think? 
that it might be time for them to come to Jesus. It might be time for you to hear this and know the truth and understand what's going on. Even in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens, the, the, the created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning. So in the beginning of time, in the beginning. See, one thing about eternity, and, and what people don't understand about eternity, they say, okay, eternity is outside of time. But eternity is time that never ends. It's perpetual forever. And, and, and in that space of eternity, time won't age us. In uh, John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, it says, And in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. So it says in the beginning. So we see that there is a beginning to the creation of the world. Now you see a singular. Um, you see singular here. In the beginning was the word. The words with God. So in the beginning we see singular that God created the heaven and the earth. So it's talking about the tangible heaven and the tangible earth. Mm -hmm. Before that. God framed everything, the time, he made space, and then he created matter. That's why they call out there outer space. In this room, we're looking at what? Space. We're on this broadcast. We're dealing with time. We're in a space with matter. So time, space, and matter is what what's used to bring that which is invisible into the visible realm. So in Matthew chapter 13, verse 49, it says, so shall it be at the end of the world, the angels shall come forth and sever the wicked from the just. So we're looking at in the beginning, something happened and at the end, something's going to happen. So we have time to decide whether we're going to be the wicked severed from the just or the just severed from the wicked. Time is made to serve us. Time is the God's branch of opportunity for us to know him. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So then you look at space. If you read Psalm 113, 1 to 6, and you can jump in anytime, mm -hmm. um, as we always do. So when we um, look at Psalm 113, verse 1 to 6. It says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. See that? See, God, God gave us time. He created time for us to know him. And some people that may not get to know God until... They're 90 years old, but he still gave them time mm -hmm. to know him. And if you know him, you, you, you just can't help but to praise him. So time was created to give us opportunity to get to know him. And then we go to live with him forevermore. But if we never get to know him, and he, we're one of the ones that he said, depart from me for I never knew you, then that depart from me means the eternal damnation. Because he gives us time. No one on this earth dies without the adequate time 
to get a life to the Lord after the age of uh, accountability where you know right from wrong. So we're looking at these in these dimensions and we see that God put us in a dimension of time, space and matter. So even like when Nicodemus came to Jesus, when he came to Jesus and Jesus said, you must be born again. Mm-hmm. And then Nicodemus said, well, how could these things be? Can I enter into my mother's womb again and be born? Then this is what he said to Nicodemus. He was dealing with him with time and dimensions. He said, are you not a leader of Israel? And you don't not these things? If I, if you don't understand earthly things or naturally things, how can I tell you or we speak about spiritual things or invisible things? See, as a leader of Israel, he had time to really get to know God. God wants to reveal these things to us. The Holy Spirit wants to reveal the, the truth to us. So, and it says here, verse number three, from the rising of the sun to the going down the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. In other words, the rising of the sun, y'all hear that? To the going down of the same, that's time. His name ought to be praised as we're living in time. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Now we went from time to dealing with space. He, the Lord is high. So when we look at space, we're looking at the vertical. He's mm. high above the nations. Mm. We can even, um, if you understand how the worlds are were formed in the spiritual um, dimensions, you can also see that he is uh, high in that, in, in those, you, okay, so. You have the higher dimensions and you have the lower dimensions. Right. Of course, the lower dimensions are demonic or are ruled and, and habitated by a lot of demons. But you get to the higher dimensions. He is at the top. Right. That's where heaven is. Right. And they can't, you know, only Satan can travel up to the throne of God. Um you know, the rest of the fallen angels, the demons, they don't have that leeway. They don't have that access to him any longer. So even looking at it that way, we see he's he's saying, look, I'm at the top of the food chain. Nobody right. can just come to me all willy nilly in these different dimensions as right. well. Right. And even with us, Jesus had to die to become the door in order for us to approach God. Yeah. Because of our sin. So Jesus takes away our sin, he washes away our sin, and now we're able to go through the door, that portal, the opening, the door of the house to get to the Father. Right. And I and I also do want to reference Jacob's ladder as well that he saw, which he, you know, like I said, as a seer prophet, like you see in the different dimensions, but it's so ve- far beyond our understanding, our logic. We can only describe uh, you know, from what we've seen or, or understand or have experienced. So he's describing this ladder 
where these angels are ascending and descending out of, he's literally looking at the dimensions, right. the different dimensions. Different dimensions. Exactly. So, um, that that's a a, a good uh, illustration as right. well for and, that. And to go with what you were saying at the top of the and they say the top of the ladder, Jacob said, "I seen the Lord standing there, mm-hmm. high and lofty." Mm-hmm. Even when you read the book of Ezekiel, when Ezekiel saw the Lord, he saw the throne of God and said, "The Lord is high and lifted up." So when you're looking at that second dimension of space, it deals with it's vertical. It deals vertically. Right. And then it says, "Okay." And his glory above the heavens. So the heavens is the higher dimension. His glory is above the higher dimensions. Like my wife was saying, that ladder, the glory of God is above every dimension. Right. So if me being a human being don't know anything about the spiritual realm, spiritual dimensions, the only way that I can describe what I'm seeing as is a ladder. Right. Because that's the natural thing that I can I can only you know <laughs> equate it to. Right, and, and think about it like this: think about a very tall building, and you have steps with a landing. You got steps here; that's the first level, third, second level, third level, fourth level. So while you're in the basement, it's a place of torment. It's a place of darkness and dampness. But the higher you go up. And Jesus is that door for us to go up. That's why the Bible says those who be in Christ are new creatures. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. That's in time. But then the Bible says we're seated. He made us fit to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. So now that he dealt with us in time, he's given us victory over time. And now he's exalting us and lifting us up in in that second realm of space. Yeah. And above principalities and powers. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say what um, just came to mind because you you see a lot of movies and a lot of talk of time travel, Mm -hmm. and um, you know they they put it like you know it's a machine that you can get in and you can travel to uh, you know past times or whatever. But that's exactly what it is (laughs) in the spirit when. You have someone who illegally travels, uh, astral projects, or have you, uh, how you know, astral projects in that dimension because it's it's traveling this way through mm-hmm. time. Right. Um, of course, they grow their craft and eventually can can try to travel up and downwards um, in that in that way. But uh, yeah, uh, a lot of the travel is. Uh, on this right it's horizontal yeah horizontally and and, and also just want to enlighten you to this here that we as human beings are born one dimensional what does that mean as a baby we come out all we know is what we see right there we just see very very narrowly and most and most people and that's why the devil wants to really crush us emotionally and psychologically because our spirit man is already dead because we've been born in sin. That's why when God told Adam that they eat of that tree, you'll surely die. He died spiritually. So unsaved at most, you can be a two-dimensional. So what's the difference? One dimension, all I can think about is, is myself. I can't see anything past this point. But when you're two-dimensional, see, one dimension is like when you see a line. 
that's all you can see is that line. But two-dimensional, you can see a square. So your 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 sight, which is the, the second dimension, is your soul. So we can begin to relate and understand and connect with people. With others, yeah. Yeah, with others. So, but the third dimension is the spiritual dimension. When our spirit man become awakened by Christ, and now not only do we see square, we see as a cube. We can see what's going on behind the square, on the side of the square, on top of the square, under the square. We become three-dimensional beings. But there are other dimensions for us to ascend to in Christ. That's why he said we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Like that ladder. Mm-hmm. God take us from faith to faith and from glory to glory. So we're looking at different realms that we can ascend to in Christ by relationship, not by effort, not by study, not by fasting, but by love and relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's why he said, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll reveal myself unto you and show you the Father. Amen. 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 So verse 5 said, Who is like unto the Lord our God, who dwells on high? who humbles himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in the earth. So the Lord is high above everything, but he even humbles himself. And mm-hmm. that shows you that linear thing. It shows you that vertical thing that he comes down to see what's happening in the heavens that's below heaven mm-hmm. and the earth that's below the heavens. Yeah. So we see three different dimensions even there or multiple different dimensions, but it's, blocked out in just that three in these scriptures. So Job chapter one, verse seven and eight. Can thou, can you, uh, by searching, find out God? Can you find out the almighty unto perfection? Is it a high, it is as high as heaven? What can you do? Deeper than the hell? What can you know? So what he's saying, God is so high, how can we understand that with our own logical mind? And hell, when we talk about dimensions, it's so deep that how can we understand it? These things must be revealed to us by the Holy Spirit, by the regeneration of our soul through the Holy Spirit, that our mind may be expanded to be able to comprehend and understand that which is can't be comprehended and what's not understandable. It's called revelation. Mm-hmm. And that's what God wants to do. God wants to revelate to us. He doesn't want us ignorant. You read in the in the Gospels, uh, I mean, in the epistles, Paul would say, I would not have you to be ignorant. I would not have you to be ignorant. I would not have you to be ignorant. Ephesians 4, 9. Now he that ascended, what is it that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? So the lower parts of the earth is the bottom dimensions. That's what hell is. That's what Tartarus is. Tartarus is, is known to be the lowest part of hell. Hell has layers. The earth has layers. You know, the, the spiritual realm has layers. So, again, we, we're just showing you through the word that that space, that second dimension, you know, it's... Um, it's 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 in multiple layers. Mm-hmm. Matthew twelve forty three, when the when an unclean spirit is going out of a man, it walks through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. See, there is a spiritual realm. Even we're here present in this room right now, and you're where you are. 
We are in the natural realm, but there is an invisible realm where evil spirits are. Mm-hmm. And when they are cast out, that's where they go. When a demon is cast out, just for folk who are, who are afraid of deliverance or casting out of demons, demons don't jump out of one person and jump into another person. The, Jesus said when a demon are cast out, they go into dry places. They go into another dimension that's parallel to our plane, a parallel dimension. But it's low. It's a lower part of hell. Yeah. That, you know, definitely, you know, when we cast out in the name of Jesus. Now, now other people that just go ghost hunting and stuff like that, I don't know. And them ghost hunters, they, they actually, when you're doing it, when you're looking for something, you're either elevating something to where you are or you going down to where they are and you open the door for that those two dimensions to come together. Right. And the scripture that comes to my mind is the one with the sons of Sceva right. that tried to, you and know, cast out a demon in whom Paul preaches. Right. And it's like that's that's not what that's not how the Lord taught us no. to cast out demons. And because of that, they were like, well, I know who Paul is. I know who Jesus is. I don't know who you are. And they attacked them. Right. Right. Because it's all based on our relationship with Jesus. Yeah. We can't preach to Jesus. And that's what happened with a lot of preachers today. A lot of preachers are preaching to Jesus that they pastor preach. And that's why people's lives aren't changing. That's why people are being healed and delivered. And then they say, oh, we don't believe that miracles is for today. Casting out devils is for today. Well, we, I remember my wife, she laid a hand on somebody with breast cancer. The breast was in, the lump was in my wife's hand. I put my hand on my wife's shoulder and we prayed for that woman and that, that lump disappeared. We got a report not too long ago. She's still cancer-free. Amen. Amen. So this stuff is real. This stuff is real. So just the last thing we're going to touch on is the matter. In Isaiah 42, 12. Um, 45. I'm sorry, 45, 12. God said, I have made the heaven and created man upon it. So he created, I mean, I'm sorry, God said, I created the earth. I made the earth and created man upon it. Why? That matter, that tangible even my hands have stretched out of the heavens. So he went down through the spiritual realm and all the hosts have he commanded. So we see the different dimensions right there. And some, uh, and he made the invisible realm tangible to us in the sense that the things that we see are not made by what we see. It's made by what's not seen. And Psalm one fifteen, verse 15 and it says, Bless ye the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The heaven ever, the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth has he given to the children of men. So the invisible realm, the heavens belong to the Lord. The spiritual realm belongs to the Lord, but he gave us the earth. He gave us dominion over the earth. He gave us to possess the earth. He gave us to take ownership of the earth. This is, the earth belongs to us, but what happened was Satan deceived Eve and Adam did eat by being coerced by Eve. And then he gave the earth over to Satan. That's why Satan is called the God of this world. But Jesus, the last Adam, redeemed us from the sin of the first Adam. And so as we get closer to Jesus, we become more and more like the Son of God and we become Son of God, according to John chapter 1. So we become sons of God, sons of the living God. We're restored back to our rightful place in this earth to have dominion 
That's why Jesus said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. So now, not only are we just in this world, but now we can touch things interdimensionally. How is that? Jesus said, whatsoever you bind on earth should be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth should be loosed in heaven. So when we, as a believer, see from one dimension, all we can see is what's regarding us. If we get two dimensional, then our heart get involved, our soul get involved, and we can see a little. We can see a square instead of just a line. But when we die to ourselves and live by the Holy Spirit, walk in the Spirit, now we can see things happening around the corner, around the corner of that square, under that square, top of that square, the left side, the right side of that square. We see in three dimensionally. Then, as we walk more and more in the Spirit and get closer and closer to Christ, we begin to elevate and ascend. Higher and higher to see more and more, understand more and more, perceive more and more, and have power over more and more. Amen. Amen. So, so when you talk about it, the framed, that word framed, it means to render. So by faith, we understand by the uh, word of God that God framed the worlds. He framed it. He put it together. He made a rendering and he made it. He made it sound. He completed it. He put things in order and he arranged it. So Isaiah 45, 18. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens. Talk about dimensions. God himself that formed the earth. He framed the earth and made it. He formed it and made it. He has established it. So he created the heavens. He formed the earth. Then he made it. He formed it and he made it. It's like an architectural drawing. He, he made the rendering. He formed the rendering, then he made it. Then when he made it, he established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord. And there is none else. In other words, he made this world for it to be matter, for us to be able to touch it. Mm -hmm. Colossians 1.16 For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in the earth, visible and invisible. So God created what's visible and God created what's invisible. Whether there be thrones, so they're Visible thrones and there's invisible thrones. Dominion, principalities, and we see that in Ephesians chapter 6. You know, um, the principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness, and high place, all that good stuff. And powers. All these were created by God and for God. So we are in this place. We have given our lives to Jesus. Now we are born again, and the, but there are still thrones in invisible realm. There are still principalities and powers in the invisible. There's still dominions. These are demonic forces that run the unseen realm. But Jesus gave us power over all of them. So if we say one dimension, all we see is ourselves. And we go two dimensional, we can see what's happening in the world. But when we go three dimensional, when we walk in the spirit, we can begin to see what the enemy is doing in the invisible realm. We get wisdom, understanding, and revelation. And then it helps us to even ascend to that place, seating with Christ in heavenly places far above these very things that we just named. Yeah. 
So we can deal with them not on their plane, but from a higher perspective and a higher dimension than they can go. I pray this is making sense. I pray this is really helping you. So he made it. He made it for us to inhabit. Even the thrones and dominions and all that stuff. Not for us to sit on thrones, but to take territory. You know, you know in um, Mark chapter 16 when Jesus said, that uh, you, if um, you you could take up scorpions, I mean, you could take up serpents. That word "take up serpents" means to remove demonic entities. When we grow in Christ and, and God gives us authority on higher dimensions, we can displace principalities and powers from territories, from family, from people. Yeah. Because now we're growing in different levels and different dimensions. You know, people say in the church, you know, higher levels, higher devils. New levels, new devils. It ain't new devils going to attack you. It's new devils to conquer. Yeah. Because he's given us power over all the power of the enemy. Colossians 1.16, we just read that. And it's made by him and for him. So because it was made by him, he gave it to Adam. And Adam sold it out for a bite of that fruit. So now the enemy occupies it. But it's really for him. So it's up to us to take back what Adam, because now not only are we redeemed, but we're given power over all the power they me. Let me show you how it works. Let me show you what God showed me. That the Bible says in Psalms that God made man a little lower than the angels. So here's God. Here's the angels. Here's man. We made a little lower than the angels. Satan fell. So Satan fell before Adam. Right? Before Adam was created. Which means he fell below Adam. And that's why God said, I give you dominion over every creepy thing on earth. Why? Because the enemy was a creeper upon the earth. But then Satan knew if I can get Adam to fall, then now man will be subject again and made a little lower than the fallen angel. Because now man is fallen. So Jesus came. He came down in the likeness of sinful flesh redeemed man so this is the enemy and when we get right back to jesus now we're restored back higher than the enemy that's why the bible says he gives us power over all the power of the enemy we now a higher dimensional being in the realm of the spirit over the enemy but if we're ignorant of that then the enemy is more prone to destroy us to discourage us to depress us to afflict us to bind us and that's what we're talking about when we say we've cast demons out of believe people who walk with Jesus for years because there's certain parts of people's lives that are not subjected to Jesus. So the enemy has a foothold through ignorance, through fear, through doubt, and through unbelief. So let's take it back for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's pave a way in the realm of the spirit and different dimensions for the glory to come down. Not just to stay in up high, but that the glory will come down through the heavens into the earth. And we'll get to that another day. God showed me an open vision of the glory that's to come in these end times. It's been confirmed. And that happened about, how long ago was it? Over 20 years ago. And it's been confirmed, you know, even my life 
walk here in Georgia because and it happened in Philadelphia. But as I've been in Georgia, it's been confirmed and confirmed and confirmed to people who didn't even know me. We'll talk about that on another day. Uh, Job 31, start at verse 1. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said to him, Who is, who is this that darkens counsel? By words without understanding. That's why you got to watch out how you respond to counsel. Because God doesn't like that. When you darken counsel, speaking words that you don't even know what you're talking about. When correction is coming, when wisdom is coming, you don't have to, you don't have to speak your mind and make and wonder, ah, that ain't what I meant. You just listen. So, 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 so the Lord said to Job, who is this person that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Because if you're, if the Lord is having the leader to help you or to correct you or whatever, it's some knowledge they have that's going on around you that you can't see. So you're responding without knowledge. Not true knowledge. You, you're responding in your emotions and your feelings, but you're not responding according to knowledge. Then he said unto him, and this is what you do. Gird up your loins like a man, and I will command of you, and answer you me. He said, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Uh, every house has a foundation. Declare if you have understanding. Who has laid the measures thereof? If you know, if you know, when I stretched out the line, that's that, that's that uh, horizontal. The time. Right, that time. When I, when I stretched it out, where were you? If you know. Or... Who has stretched out the line upon it? What do they call it? Time what? Timeline. Right. Then he says here, whereupon, let's see, whereupon are the foundations therefore fastened? Hmm? Well, who laid the cornerstone thereof? It says, when the morning stars sang together, these are the angels, and the sons of God shouted for joy. So when God was creating the earth from the invisible realm, the angels were rejoicing at the creation of earth and of man. Then it says here, And who shut up the sea with doors? See, there are doors. There, the word doors means portal. There are openings. When you go into a house, you see doors, and these doors take you to different levels or different places. When you're in this room, when we're looking at these walls, we can't see what's on the other side of that wall, right? We have to go through a door. We talk about dimensions. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. That's how it works. So he said, the doors of the, the, the doors of the sea, when it breaks forth, as if it has issued out of the womb. When I made the cloud, the garment thereof. So the clouds, the sky is like a garment. The Bible said he's going to roll up the heavens like a garment. And the thick darkness, it says a swaddling band for it. And broke up for it my decree space. And uh, so let's, let's go to... Uh, so we're seeing these dimensions here. We're seeing these doors. We're seeing these portals. We're seeing these uh, openings to higher dimensions or lower dimensions, or even, um, you know, what do you call it? Uh, um, the 
dimensions that are on the same plane, not higher. There's a dimension that we can't see that's where we are right now. There's dimensions over that. There's dimensions under that. Mm -hmm. So in Psalm 115, verse 15, it says, Ye are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. And it says the heaven, even the heavens. So we're talking about heaven where God dwells, even the heavens, including the heavens, are the Lord's. But the earth has he given to the children of men. And he set bars. Those that were bars in the Hebrew mean gates. So God set gates in the invisible realm. And he sets door, which means portals. Amen. Thank you. He said he made doors and portals. And he said, hereunto thou come. Hereunto shalt thou come. But no further. And there shall thy proud waves stay. So God is saying these doors and these dimensions, he is the one to, that will allow you to go through and not allow you. He told the water, he told the sea, that you don't come past this part unless I allow you. So these places, and that's why people get into witchcraft and voodoo and all that stuff, they trespass these doors illegally. But God, see, we don't have to ask God to take us higher. All we have to get, the closer we get to him, the higher we go in him. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. This is our last scripture. Job chapter 38, verse 17. Have the gates of death been opened unto you? See, even death has gates. Or hast thou seen the doors of the shadow of death? So we're talking about these lower dimensions. And Psalm uh, says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up your everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Well, if you read that, have you ever heard of the Septuagint? The Septuagint is the Hebrew Bible, the Torah, the prophets, and you know uh, um, the minor prophets, translated by the... Um, the scribes back in the Old Testament and the Greeks into a Greek Bible. That's called the Septuagint. So that was far, 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 far years, centuries before King James. So the Septuagint said, lift up your heads, O ye princes. Princes means those who have authority and open up the everlasting doors. So we have to understand that the Bible said, lift up your head from us, come of your help. Your help comes from the Lord. When we lift up our head, when we understand, when our eyes are enlightened, we understand things dimensionally, I can look up and I can open doors for the King of Glory to come in. How do we do that? By faith we understand. So these things we operate in faith. And it said, lift up your hands, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up your everlasting, and the King of Glory shall come in. Who is this King? He's the Lord strong and mighty. He's the Lord mighty in battle. Who is the king? He's the Lord of hosts. He's the Lord of angel armies. So understanding that we can open the doors unto the move of God for the manifestation of the glory and the power of the glory so that God the invisible will come manifest in the natural and people will see the glory of God on you and begin to give their lives to the Lord. That's all we have to understand. We Lift your head up. Stop dragging your head low. Don't be depressed. Don't be fearful. But look unto the Lord. The Bible says look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And he will raise you up. Humble yourself before him. And he said, you shall be lifted up. You shall be exalted. 
Because the enemy want us to think on a single plane. The enemy want us to think in one dimension. Now, if we get two dimensions, he don't mind that. We get in our feelings and what we think and, and, and how we relate to folks. And you know, all we're seeing is a square. We're still seeing flat. Yeah. But when we begin to die to ourselves and say, Lord, let your will be done in my life. I'm not going to let this to bother me. I'm not going to let this to beat me up or beat me down. But Holy Spirit, I choose to walk in you no matter what I feel, no matter what's happening, what's going on. Because something in the invisible realm is trying to hold you down and hinder you. But let's walk in the spirit. Then we become three-dimensional. Then we can see better what's on this earth, what's happening in this life. But then as we begin to see that, we begin to get an understanding. And through faith, God begins to raise us up to handle things that's happening above the earth in the spiritual realm. Whatsoever man, whatsoever you bind on earth, whatsoever women, whatsoever brothers, the bind on earth should be bind in heaven. What's we loose on earth should be loose in heaven. Amen. 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 I sure pray that you were blessed by, by this uh, God cast and you know, believe it or not, like as I said, this is just the foundation of this thing. There's some things that we're going to really talk about, share, and unveil things that we've seen and experienced and uh, how to overcome these things that you can't see, but you can feel or, or what's afflicting you and, and what's coming at you in your heart and your mind. We're going to teach you how to overcome it by the, the blood of the Lamb, by the word of your testimony. And you love not your, even life, your life even unto death. And what that means, not just a physical death, but that death that Jesus suffered. Jesus suffered death, even the death of the cross. So he died to himself and yeah. then died on the cross. Listen. Yeah, I, I, I do want to... Oh, sorry. Okay. I wanted to add to that, that, um, you know, just like you were saying, starting off as one dimensional beings uh, just focused on self and whatnot, the more that we grow in our relationship with the Lord, that changes drastically. And so even sitting here now, um, going through my walk with the Lord, I'm looking back now and I'm seeing how the mindset is changed. Whereas in the beginning, everything in this world, the things of this world, how I could the things I could get in this world, uh, the success, all of that was elevated. And that meant everything. And I realize now that I'm so happy. I'm the happiest I've ever been. But so this natural stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> but this natural stuff, it's, 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 there's a shift that has happened. So... And I'm trying to explain it the best way I can um, because Jesus said, look, you guys are going to be in the world. You're going to have tribulation right. in this earth. Right. You you are. And that hasn't changed. Um, however, my understanding, he's given me understanding and enlightenment as to why things are happening. So now there's a level of maturity that comes into play, whereas before it was like, you know, I don't, I don't understand why this is happening. Why is this happening to me? But then now getting that understanding that this is happening to everybody. Like this is something that we cannot escape. Like this is what is. And he told us, look, it's going to be hard. I'm telling you this because it's true. 
But where my peace, my joy comes from is everything in him. And that's spiritual. So it's not being super spiritual about things, but it's just, right. It's just understanding that he is my everything. And from that, I get joy. I get uh, peace. I have, uh, he, he, he gives me understanding on things. And there's a trust that has been built and a track record that's been built because now I look at the things of this world and it's just stuff. It's just things. It doesn't hold the same weight it once used to. And so just like that scripture that you just quoted is, is showing like, look, I know these things no longer have that that great investment in me anymore, but it's everything that he desires and wants for me. And that's where my joy is coming from. Amen. So I, I just, I wanted to add that. Um, Amen. That as well. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. We're going to conclude this God cast. At, uh, but first, I have, it would be remiss for me not to mention my wife's book, Discernment. It's, uh, it's part of a book series called The Sons of the Living God. The first book, this book is called Discernment. The second book is called Watcher, Watchman, The Watchman. It's going deeper. This is actually a novel about my wife's story. And those who know her that read this book say, yeah, this is her life. Even though it's in a, even though it's in a fiction form, these are actual events that has happened. And I'm a witness to that as her man of God, even before I was her husband. So this, is, uh, this will be really, really um, a blessing to you. Uh, you can get it on Amazon and um, Barnes and Barnes Noble and, and yeah, you know, a lot of the popular bookstores. I would encourage you to get it because it's going to be a blessing to your life. And especially those who read this and are going through similar things, you'll get some understanding. And, and keep an eye out for uh, Sons of the Living God, Volume 2, which is The Watchman. Amen. Amen. Going into that prophetic seeing gift with, with, with purpose and, you know. Amen. So we love you. And uh, again, leave your questions or comments in the chat and we'll do everything our best to, to, to fill those questions on next week's uh, uh, spiritual matters. And uh, we, we our, our heart is to really prepare, equip and bring confirmation to even some of you who might, you know, know it's God, but no one has ever told you. We just want to really encourage you to keep going and keep growing. Jesus love you. And those who don't know Jesus, just say, Lord, forgive me my sins. I choose to make you my Lord. I accept you. You love me. You died and you rose again that I might live. I choose to be your disciple. Help me and let your will be done in my life. It's just that simple. We love you. Love you guys. See ya. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to The Spiritual Matters. Yes, we love for you to tune in to new episodes every Friday. Have any questions? Comment below or email us at info at globalcore.org. That's info at globalcor.org.